I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 532 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, today I am joined by an NFL legend and future Hall of Famer, Steve Smith Sr. Steve played the majority of his 16 NFL seasons with the Carolina Panthers. He is a five-time Pro Bowler and three-time All-Pro. Back in 2005, he led the NFL in catches, receiving yards, and touchdowns. At the time of his retirement, Steve ranked 7th in NFL career receiving yards. Steve and former first-class fatherhood guest Tim Brown are the only two players in NFL history to have had over 1,000 catches, scored touchdowns on runs, catches, punt returns, and kick returns. Steve holds over 70 Carolina Panthers records. He played with more intensity than any other receiver in history, in my opinion. Off the field, Steve has had an even greater impact. He's a solution-oriented guy who has helped countless people that are in need through his Steve Smith Family Foundation. He makes the community better. He puts his money where his mouth is. He is an active guy in the community. There's no doubt this world could use a lot more people like Steve Smith Sr. I'm honored to have him on the podcast today. Steve hosts a podcast of his own called Cut To It. We're going to talk about that and so much more. Steve Smith Sr. will be here with me in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. And today's interview with Steve Smith Sr. was recorded on video and is available for you guys to watch on my YouTube channel. So if you'd like to watch the conversation between the NFL great and myself, please subscribe to First Class Fatherhood on YouTube. The link is in the description of today's podcast episode. All right, and this is Steve Smith's first year of eligibility for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Also, their first year of eligibility this year is Nick Mangold. He is a first-class father and former New York Jet who I've had on the podcast here. You can scroll through the archives and take a listen to that interview, as well as a number of interviews that I've done here with so many NFL dads, including some NFL greats, Ronnie Lott, Terrell Davis, Jim Kelly, Andre Reid. Uh, the list goes on and on. Kurt Warner. I even had the opportunity to speak with uh, Tom Brady at the Super Bowl. If you scroll through the archives of the podcast, podcast here you'll get a chance to hear all my interviews that i've done with nfl dads in fact no matter what your favorite team is i have interviewed a dad from that team i've had a dad from every nfl team on the podcast here uh, so go through the archives of the podcast and check them all out at your convenience be sure you guys are following me on instagram at alec underscore lace for all the upcoming guest announcements i got some great ones coming your way soon if you guys are enjoying the podcast, please hit me with a rating and review. It always goes a long way to help me out. And as always, guys, please let me spread the word about the podcast. Every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list, let them know about the show that's here celebrating fatherhood and family life. Fatherhood rocks, family values rule, and every day is Father's Day right here with me. And I'm going to be right back with NFL legend Steve Smith Sr. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, today's episode of First Class Fatherhood is being sponsored by DMLCBD.com. Let's face it, there's no shortage of reports, videos, and websites showcasing the countless success stories from people of all ages who use CBD to manage their long-term health or pain issues, while others celebrate improvements with their general well-being, mood, and stress levels. And DMLCBD.com has got a wide variety of CBD products for you to choose from. And right now, they got a buy one, get one special. And if you use the promo code FATHER, you're going to get an extra 5% off your order. So you can buy one, get one free, any product on the website, plus get 5% off by using the promo code FATHER at DMLCBD.com. So go visit DMLCBD.com, use the promo code FATHER. You're going to buy one, get one free, plus save 5% off your order. You're going to get a chance to save money, feel better, and help support First Class Fatherhood. 
Joining me now, First Class Father, Steve Smith Sr. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Hey, how are you? I'm doing well. Honored to have you on the podcast here. Let's kick it off like this. How many kids do you have? How old are they? Uh, I have four, Well, technically, I have two kids and two adults. Um, so my oldest is 24. My, uh, my daughter's 20. Uh, my son is 16. And then we have a seven-year-old. Wow. Okay. What kind of sports or activities are they all into? They're all in all kind of activities. Uh, oldest son got a scholarship, played collegiate soccer. Uh, my daughter, she did volleyball. Um, and my son, my 16-year-old, he's currently playing basketball, but he played tennis. He plays golf. He played baseball. He played football. He was actually a pretty good corner, um, but loves playing basketball. And then my, my youngest, uh, he does golf and tennis um, and everything under the sun. You know, whatever he feels like doing. Very cool, Stephen. Obviously, you've had a legendary NFL career, but take me back to the beginning of your fatherhood journey here. About how old were you when you first became a dad and how did becoming a father kind of change your perspective on life? You know, I think that's a good question. I think it's a loaded question. I also think that's a um, I think that's a question that as as I look back, as I go backwards, I think as a young father, you know, being 17, 18 years old, um, you know, it's all, you know, everything I'm doing, I'm doing it for my kids, all that stuff. I, I, I think that is to some degree true, but I think also too, if you're, a, if you're a young father, uh, it being a young father, being a young parent makes you mature, but the mature metrics isn't always the same. And I think sometimes, uh, you know, I know looking back at 42, looking back at some things I did at 22, 32, uh, some things I did at 25, 27, 26. I think I put it under the umbrella of trying to be a great dad or be a good father, be a good husband, be good this, that. Uh, but at the end of the day, some of it was more of a, I was piecing it together and trying to figure it out as I was going. And that doesn't always mean that you're doing the best you can, right? I mean, you could be, I'm sorry, you can be doing the best you can, but that doesn't always mean that it's good enough. Is that, un, you know what I'm saying? Makes sense. What, what, what would you say on that then? What would you say is the biggest difference between uh, you as a dad now, as opposed to with your first child, what, what, between your, your oldest and your youngest? What's the biggest change in you as a dad? My kids say that I'm softer now. Right. It's less about the results. It's less about the, the P&L type of mentality, you know, profit loss or uh, 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 performing and, and, and losing or being lazy, whatever the case may be. Just more of just, um, you know, just encourage. And I think that the, the things that I look at right now as being a good father is one uh, covering. Right. Covering my kids either with prayer or with love Two loving on them and the third is uh encouraging them um the one that the biggest thing that i think i could walk away from that i tell my kids no matter what you do you can never lose my love i'll be disappointed i'll be upset but no matter what you do there is nothing you can do that i will never not love you and man to hear that and to see that when I tell them that 
in a consistent way and my actions align, man, I can see it fills them up. And, and, and it helps them when I am critical or correcting or give them criticism. They receive it a lot better because they know that that has their best interest in mind and in my heart. Yeah, very well said. That's good stuff, Stephen. What would you what would you consider to be uh, the top values that you hope to instill in all your kids? You know, it's really it's just, you know, leave an imprint, right? Just to make sure, you know, we, we have this thing that we say is, you know, obviously my kids is, you know, kind of mentality, the Smith gang, right? And 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 we stick together building these memories. Um, what we do as mom and dad, doing things that always align with family. And that way, when they get older, that they do the exact same thing. Right. So every summer we take a family trip, big, small, global, local. It doesn't matter. We will take a trip and we try and make sure that the kids are involved in the whole process. So one of the trips was this year. Um, out of the pandemic, we rented a, a, a sprinter van and we drove 1300 miles. So we got on a flight to California, drove from California to San Diego, San Diego to Vegas, Vegas to, um, uh, to Arizona, Arizona to Utah. So it was about 1500 miles and it was outstanding. Um, it was fun. Uh, we loved it. It was interesting. It was funny. It was taxing. Um, but we learned and saw so many great things. Uh, and I drove the RV. My wife drove the RV. We had went on the side of the road, cooked breakfast, had lunch. Uh, I emptied out the, 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 the toilet in the RV thing, just, just getting down to the bare bones. And it was really cool, man. It was one of those trips. Um, it was one of those trips. We did more things than we actually did spending money. And it was really cool. Wow. Yeah, that's awesome, Steve. And I wanted to touch more on the – I know you mentioned there that, that it helps a little bit with the discipline aspect when they know that they're always going to have your love and they're never, never going to lose that. But what type of disciplinarian would you say you are as a dad? And is, I'm a hard ass. I'm, 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 you know, my wife always tells me, baby, you can't fight every fight, right? Um, but now just kind of sometimes you got – I'm trying to pick and choose my battles. Right. Sometimes, uh, actually it's actually for me, it's control. I can't control what comes up, but I can't control my response. And so trying to say a lot less now, um, and it's tough, especially, you know, as a, as a dad that, you know, high performance, uh, attacking life, like, man, it's so hard. Sometimes it's just hard to shut up. If I'm being honest and, and, and trying to do that and not everything has to be a rah-rah speech. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to really, really get away from that. I'm trying to do the same thing myself. See, I got four kids myself and, and I've learned each one of them requires a different style of discipline Absolutely. as well. It's not a yep. one, one paint job for all. So 
Um, I understand what you're saying there. And I, I wanted to ask you about your um, your foundation here, the, the Steve Smith, the Family Foundation. One thing I talk about on the podcast a lot is the fatherless crisis that we have going on in our country. We've got so many kids growing up without a father or a father figure in the home. Do you see this through your foundation? Are you seeing a lot? Uh, are you helping families, a lot of kids that are coming from single parent uh, households? Do you see that through your foundation? And what, what else could you tell us about the Steve Smith Family Foundation? And the foundation we're doing um, and what we're impacting, um, we're acting, impacting people in need. Um, so we try to get, you know, just trying to impact the people that need it, whether that's uh, families, kids that are facing homelessness, um, getting them education, getting them uh, food, also getting them uh, um, clinical help, uh, getting them counseling, trauma, just all of the stuff that they're dealing with. So it's a combination of a lot of a lot of things. I, I, I one of the things that I really struggle with, and I can say and this is, you know, when you say that there's a there's a battle between father fatherlessness in this country, it is true. However, there are some outstanding moms that are out there that are doing it, that are playing both roles, just like there's some fathers out there playing both roles. I think sometimes, and I've seen it with our foundation, is sometimes we get people trying to check off a box, whether it's their tax returns or their feel-good uh, bucket. And sometimes uh, you got to just really more if give your time. So we, we do a lot of stuff, uh, whether it's our after-school uh, enrichment program for um, kids of homelessness. Um, it's our, now our new initiative, uh, where we're building a behavioral health, urgent care, 24 hours a day here in Charlotte. And then we have a medical clinic that we've been, we've been providing free services for the uninsured board and roughly for the last six years, five or six years. And we have about 6,000, um, patients that we've served. We've served just in the pandemic year, we served over 2,100 um, clinical Zoom or in-person hours for uh, psychological uh, evaluations and, and and counseling. So, <clears throat> really, our my our my our foundation here at Charlotte is structured really based on the things that I know that low-income families have dealt with because I was a low-income family and understanding um, the disadvantage and the, and the resource gap. So we're there to give a resource. Um, and fill in that gap and why that gap is filled in to be honest i don't have the time anymore to talk about why the re why the gap is there we just now have to start filling and so sometimes uh i'm kind of like with my kids i'm tired of talking about what the problem is and we need to have more people starting to do stuff about it because <clears throat> one of the things that i find really interesting is man we will grab we will donate on thanksgiving and christmas you know there's 363 other days in the year that those same families don't have underwear on christmas don't have it for easter don't have it for a random day in march 2nd right so i think sometimes um we do the giving season of giving but when you don't have, you don't have all, you don't have all 12 months, right? You don't have all 365 days. You don't just, oh, you know, 
a growing boy doesn't stop growing after you give that gift for Angel Tree Kid on Christmas. Like they grow four or five months later the same way our own kids grow. Yeah, and I think it goes right back to what you're saying there, people checking a box. I think it's like, well, at Christmas time, I do my good deed for the year, and I, I do the same routine. Uh, that's why I, I respect what you're doing with the foundation. We definitely need people like you and your foundation out there to help people. Uh, so much respect for what you're doing. And I'm definitely going to drop a link to your foundation in the description of this podcast episode. And I wanted sure. to ask you about your podcast here, the um, the Cut To It podcast. What was the genesis of, uh, of your podcast? What can you tell the listeners about it? Well, Jen's on the podcast is giving people an opportunity um, to understand and know, you know, these athletes that they either like or dislike. Um, and the reason I say dislike is I had a speaking engagement a couple of days ago and the guy waited after and he gave me a backhanded compliment. He said, you know, as a young man, as a man, I see you growing. I admire you because as a football player, I really didn't like you. And that really stuck with me because if I would have told that man, man, I really respect your business, but as a person, I think you suck, he would have been offended. But I think sometimes people watch a player and they say role model. They watch that player in that role and they build up their opinion of that person based off that role. If you go look up the definition of role model, that that individual is playing their career, that role. They're not there to be something more that you prefer they to be. That's who they are. And I think sometimes people get that confused that a person, how they play, grants them the authority or the, uh, the, the opportunity to say, well, I don't think he could play very good. or I don't think she could play very good. And because of that, I don't like them as a person. But if we use that same context with the individual, I think fans would be offended and they would feel some type of way. So I think sometimes uh, so my podcast is there to kind of give a basis on knowing that player outside of the game, knowing that individual, that man or woman inside of the jersey, knowing their story. Right. I, I, I've read and seen at the bottom of stories, people would be like, oh, man, that's a thug. If you go look at thug, you look at the definition of thug, you can't you can ha do some things that are not warranted, but a thug is a person that is jobless sitting on the corner not doing anything. It's not making millions of dollars playing a sport or doing a job. That's not thug in the definition of it. I think sometimes we use words and don't even realize how we're using them in the wrong context. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more, Steve. Uh, but, you know, so I, I love the concept of the podcast. And obviously you talk about your NFL career. Obviously, you know, you're a legend in the NFL. You had a Hall of Fame career. Your legacy is secure in the NFL. What do you want your legacy to be as a dad? I don't want a legacy. I don't I don't I don't want to have a legacy as a dad. I want to have a imprint. Because an imprint is a fixed, indelible. Permanent which means it's unwashable. It cannot be easily removed. It makes a lasting impression and it leaves something on your memory. So I don't want a legacy to be a dad. I want an imprint. Very well said. I like to ask a lot of the NFL dads that I get on the podcast here, uh, a difficult decision for a lot of dads is whether or not to let their kids play tackle no, football. It's not, it's not difficult. 
What's that? It's not. It's not a difficult. Well, what would you say? What would you say is the best age my to let your kids my, start playing? It depends on the. It depends on one the league. What are their fundamentals? It depends on your child too, right? If you got a child that's a little bit more reserved, don't throw him out there or throw her out there and tackle football, because you're gonna make them not want to play. So I think you, you know, if they want to play sports, do a good job. And teach them, right? When Ryan Tagier got hurt, I was sitting at home watching Thursday Night Football at the house, sitting in my chair, and that happened. My wife, my son was playing, my 60-year-old, who's now, he was like 11 or 12. He was there. And my wife said, that's why I don't want him to let him to play. And I rewound that tape, and I walked through the steps of why that, what was wrong with that play. Right. My son, my my son at the time, my my six year old at the time, I didn't let him play football, tackle football until I was retired. So I can go to practice every day so I can see and teach him the proper way of playing tackle football. Hit what you can see. If you can't see it, you don't hit it. Right. And so basically what I'm trying to say is every child is different. You have to judge. Is that child capable of handling the physicality of tackle football? If not, put them in flag. But I'll tell you this. Sometimes flag is actually more physical than tackle. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're, you're right about that, Steve. And I appreciate uh, your, your comment on there. Now, obviously, you've had the NFL career. you got the podcast, the foundation. What other kind of goals or plans do you have here for yourself for the future? Uh, goals are next couple of about four or five years, man, to disappear a little bit, kind of just relax and, and, and let my businesses that I do and my foundation, uh, run itself and, and just kind of, you know, relax a little bit and, 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 uh, not be as entrenched in the details of everything. Very cool. All right. Last thing I want to hit you with here, Steve, I'd love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast, what type of advice do you have for the new dad or for that about to be father who's out there listening? It's a great one. I know it's tough to do, but your significant other is a great measuring stick of how you're coming across, right? And my, my, my wife said something to me the other day, which was good, is sometimes I, have, I give my staff or people that I work with or people that work for me, I give them expectations that are unfair to them because I don't tell them about the expectations I have. And so basically what she told me, what I heard was be very transparent on your expectations, but also be okay if it doesn't, you know, if it doesn't go the way you would like it. Be flexible, be adjustable. And so um, that's what that's what I'm really trying to do. And and I practice a lot sometimes on my staff of how I could be a better parent. And sometimes I practice on my kids. I could be a better boss. (laughs) Well said. I love the message. This has been an honor for me. I got to say, Steve Smith Sr., you're a first-class father all the way. And thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time here on First Class Fatherhood. Appreciate it, man. I love the podcast, bro. I like it. I love it.
back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to Steve Smith Sr. for giving me a few minutes of his time, man. It was so cool. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys. Drop me that DM on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I always love to read your feedback. Don't forget to take advantage of my partnership with DML CBD products. You can use the promo code FATHER over at DMLCBD.com, and you're going to save 5%. You're going to buy one, get one free, and save an extra 5%. All right, so DMLCBD.com. Use the promo code FATHER. You are going to save 5% on your buy one, get one free. It's a tremendous offer, so get over there and check it out. Uh, as always, I can't say thank you enough for all you guys out there listening. I'm Alec Lace. You have been listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first class fathers. <laughs>